Now, Game Night was uh, Jason Bateman. I've, I've liked Jason Bateman since he was in a, a cruelly maligned TV show way ahead uh, of the curve called, it, I think it was It's Your Move or something. It was on for one season. It was basically Saved by the Bell before Saved by the Bell. They totally ripped the head off. The main difference, it was dark. It was really dark, much, much blacker. He wasn't the Zach Morris character of Saved by the Bell. He was... He wasn't a nice person at all, and it was a very... I think it was because it was so black that it it ended up bombing. But it's great to see the way that he's come back and he's become one of the go-to people. It's almost like he occupies the same sort of world, even though it doesn't seem like it is Seth... Uh, is it Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. Um, I can see them sort of being interchangeable in a few of the comedies they've done. This time around, him and his wife, Rachel McAdams, are insane painfully insane games players and i just mean games like you know stuff you sit around at a dinner party and play charades and so on but to a degree that's just ludicrous and they had and they got together because of it and they are going to have a games night but the trouble is is one of the guests is carl chandler and he is the older brother and the dynamic there has been used in a million movies which is the um He's a super successful, super rich, and always, always wins at games night, which is the worst thing, worse than being rich and successful as well, as far as Jason is concerned, and Rachel, who are both on board. And they have this games night set up, and uh, Billy Magnuson appears, um, (coughs) and uh, another couple appear. Can't remember what those actors are called, actually. Uh, and then the brother appears and says that Games Night is um, it's going to be a murder mystery. And it's going to involve, you know, actors and real-life scenarios happening in the house and they've got to work out what the crime is and who's guilty and, and so on. I think they have to find the brother. And the brother's kidnapped and so on. Over the top of this story is the fact that the brother's a bit of a fraud and he's, he hasn't got his money in legitimate ways at all. He's not some successful investment banker. He's a smuggler, and he's up to his neck in organised crime and way out of his depth, and he's basically lied his whole life about everything. And so there is, on top of the fake sort of murder-kidnapping scenario, a real one happens, which I'm sure you can follow. The fact that, you know, the, the people in the house think they're playing a game, but what's going on is actually real. Uh, there's real kidnapping, there are real guns, and all of the things that they're sort of dancing around and pretending, ha, that's good, that was a really good sequence, and oh, look, that person really looks dead, and so on, stuff like that. And it's, a, it's an obvious premise. Um, and there's, I mean, it's, it's got a, quite a convoluted plot in the way that things happen. There are, do you know, I like it? Because there's not really much to talk about the plot. I mean, it's people playing a game they don't realise is a game, is it? I actually really, really liked it. I thought it was excellent. It came as no shock to find out the directors, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, were, wrote um, Horrible Bosses and had a hand in uh, some of the other films like that because it, it that was the go-to film I, I thought of, another Jason Bateman-Stein vehicle. Uh, uh, it's on virtually the same level as being a really funny comedy as that film is. Um, the side characters are superb. I thought all of the cast was excellent. Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams are superb as a pair. And they work really well with their insane level of competitiveness. It's it's very funny. Um, 
Billy Magnuson's coming on his own. He plays the. Um, he was in The Big Short, uh, and he plays a character like virtually every character in this film that could be a caricature, um, which is the guy that always turns up with a different date, good looking but dumb as they come, and you know just his date doesn't have any respect for him whatsoever. Uh, and he's a blowhard and blah 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 but he's got a lot of soul to the character he's re- he's actually you get to really like the guy over the course of the film and he isn't as dumb as he fur comes across and he has a nice relationship with an english actress on it uh what's her name she's not listed in the in the one i printed off unfortunately but which goes from disdain to them actually kind of liking each other convincingly as well um jesse plemons now, Jesse Plemons played a character in Breaking Bad in season five, both ends of season five, who was one of the most terrifyingly banal sociopaths I've ever seen on TV. A very, very, very scary man who gave off a vibe of being a sort of yokel and was also completely matter-of-fact about killing kids, and he was a really scary guy. He turns up as the neighbour who's a cop whose wife's divorced him, who is a liability at Games Night and who lives for Games Night and doesn't have any other friends. So he haunts him. There's nothing really original about this film on any level. He haunts the background and they're constantly trying to hide the fact that they're having Games Night from him. He plays one scary dude. Again, he's terrifying. And he doesn't even mean to be. He just is. He's just got this look in his eyes. And when he's talking to them about having their games nights and not including them in the way that he's looking at them. He's scary. And Michael C. Hall, who's actually not a million miles away from that kind of character in Dexter, he turns up as well. All the characters are really good. I thought all of them were. And and the brother's great as well. Um, Carl Chandler, he's really, really good. The music's by Cliff Martinez, who did the music for the movie Drive, um, which is good. Um, flaws for me in this film, I think the number one flaw is... Um, there's two. The bits where they're sitting around playing games and talking is hysterical and often laugh out loud funny. And, and that's so rare in films for them to be that consistently funny, like Horrible Bosses was. Not Horrible Bosses 2. That was awful. Um, so that's great, but there's too much action. And some of the action is actually really well done. Um, but there's just too much of it because you're constantly wanting them to go back and talk to each other and be very, very funny. You know, matters, uh, action like that where they're pulling out guns and running around, it's, you know, ten a penny. But the actual chemistry and the comedic stuff and the the writing of the jokes and everything, that's what you want to see more of. So it's just a little bit too much of the action. And um, what was the other major problem I had with it? It's too convoluted. There's, like, story on top of story on top of story. And... um, it kind of just about out... It's, it's clever, but it just about outplays itself. You know when they add a few too many elements and it starts going backwards? Um, and there are a few too many elements, you know. The game within a game within a game within a game thing is, is pushed a tiny bit too far. Um, but I did really enjoy it. I love Jason Bateman. He, he sleeps walks roles like this. Uh, he can do them so well because he's got such a natural deadpan deliveries. I don't think he smiles or laughs in any film I've seen him in. He's always he's always a bit sort of browbeaten. And McAdams is great. She's great in it as well. 
as a couple, they really did remind me of Seth Rogen and the Australian actress in um, the fraternity thing, Neighbours, Bad Neighbours, the two films that they did there. And they had a great, the first one was all right. The second one I thought was really quite good, actually. Um, but they have a great sort of chemistry, uh, which these two do here as well. So and I've, I've got a lot of hope for Billy Magnuson. He's got, he can inject subtlety into what should be a boorish character. He actually brings a sort of humanity and a winningness that you actually end up warming to him a lot. Um, so all up, it's, it's, it's a, it seems to be one of the, the two hardest films to make, I think, in Hollywood, a, a horror movie, because 99% of horror movies are comedic and not scary. And I'm looking forward to Hereditary, by the way. So they don't. It's rare. Like a Quiet Place came out earlier this year, but the other one is a is a full blown comedy that's that's funny from start to finish. Which um, instead of you know painful or laboured or having the odd joke here and there that's funny, actually being consistently witty, uh, consistently well acted and well drawn. Um, and so on that level, I think it's a simple film. Um, it's it's a really entertaining film. And for probably two-thirds, it's a very, very funny film with just a little bit too much going on and a bit too much action. So I'm going to give Game Night 8 out of 10, which is more than Black Panther. I do think it's maybe a slightly better film. Uh, so 8 out of 10 for Game Night, and I will play... I said I was going to play this because the new Naz Kanye album came out on...